You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, Andrew Tkachek, is the drummer for the band The Ghost Inside, and he is also a multi-instrumentalist who writes and records music for many genres. I am going to talk to Andrew today about music, drums, his apparel line, our mutual love of horror movies, of course, and about how he and his band made the greatest comeback ever from a horrific bus crash in 2015 that caused serious injuries to him, his band, the crew, and resulted in the loss of his right leg. Andrew's story of overcoming incredible adversity in order to make it back to the stage doing what he loves with his best friends is just really inspiring. So come along with me as I catch up with Andrew Tkachik. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is exciting. Absolutely. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 cool to uh, catch up with you again. It's been a minute, um, but yeah. It has been a minute, and so much has happened since we last caught up with each other, I think. So got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, and let's let's jump in first and talk about what you've been up to throughout the whole coronavirus pandemic. I know you've you've been up to a lot and like some really great stuff. So let's chat about that. First of all, how are things for you? How have things been? Things have been great. I, I can't complain. Um, you know, the band just played four shows this month and they were all crazy and amazing. And I'm just super thankful and grateful to be able to, to do it still. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm located in Michigan, but I'm moving to Vegas uh, in January. Um, so a lot of, a lot of cool, big, exciting things um, coming up for me. So that's I, great. I like, yeah, I can't complain. So I did see you're building a house in Vegas, right? Yep. Yep. So got so the ball great. rolling. Yeah, we got the ball rolling on it in uh, uh, my girlfriend and I in February. And, you know, you know, they, they had like the lumber shortage that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of put a little halt on it. But now that that's, you know, that situation's better. Uh, they're they're kind of moving along in it. So um, that's fantastic. Yeah, do you get out there to see the progress or do you get like updates through photos and things? Yeah, it's right now just getting photo updates. Um, I'll be going out there in the next month or two for like the the walkthrough, the last walkthrough before they finish it and finalize it. So, wow, that's yeah. so great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to be on the West Coast and not be around uh, cold weather. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready to get away from Michigan winters. <laughs> I can sympathize. Yeah. I can sympathize. Although not Michigan, it is still very, very cold in yeah. the you, you, you Boston get, area. You, you get the crazy, crazy Massachusetts nor'eastern storms, and oh yes, you get all that. Oh yeah, I mean, like when you have a system for digging out from a big snowstorm, like you have it down to a science, who does what, and that, that then you know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, you're going to be great. That's that's yeah. fantastic. And are you putting a studio in this new house? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to do I'm going to turn one of the uh, the spare rooms. It, it kind of like what I have in here. Like this is just one of the spare rooms in my house currently. Mm-hmm. I've just made my my own recording studio. Perfect. Um, I'm going to do the same thing there. Um, 
maybe one day I'll 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 think about upgrading and like renting a, a space to have like a legit studio out there, but that's probably something way down the road. So for now, I'll just do the bedroom thing. Uh, that's it's been great. Working for me for a long time, so. Absolutely. And nowadays, like, that's really all you need, like with sound being the way that it is and, you know, technology and miking and all that stuff. That's like, that's really what, what you need. So that's perfect. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. You can, you can turn out like commercial quality recordings, professional sounding mixes and stuff with a laptop basically. Yeah. And, and plugins on that lap. Like it's technology has just come so far with it. And, uh, I love it. It's, it's amazing. And I feel like technology over the, the past year and a half with the pandemic has just like, you know, we were just talking before we started recording about, you know, mics and like how far they've come for the capabilities and, you know, just things like that, that you can just have in your home that make such a difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, yeah, there, there are a, a few tiny, you know, kind of cool things that came out of the pandemic. And one of them is, is stuff like that and, and podcasts and, you know, Zoom became a huge thing and it was a way for people to communicate when we were locked in our houses. And it just, it's, I think it, that kind of stuff's here to stay too, you know, like people figured out that like, you know, you can work from home, things that things changed. So, so you know, it, it's been a rough couple of years, but uh, there's, there's a few good things in it. I like to look at some of the good things about it so absolutely i know that that's your personality and i love that about you you're always looking for the positive and that's fantastic i and try yeah. yeah yeah for sure and i never imagined working from home either you know it was like that was such a remote possibility um but it is like the world has changed so much over the past year and a half not just technology but like the concept of work from home and the ability to do what you need to do from your home workspace. Yep. And it's just, it's just like, you know, the, the pandemic hit and then we as humans figured out how to make it work. Even going, kids going to school. Yeah. The technology allowed things to continue rolling, even though it was a nightmare and is a nightmare to do it. Like it made it work kind of like yes. a fight or flight thing. Just absolutely situation. Yeah forced it, you know, forced us to figure it out. And it's cool. I, I, I love, like we were talking before, I love doing podcasts. Like I have a whole setup for it now just because I've done so much and I've done so many like Zoom meetings over the last year and a half and stuff that I, you know, when you hit me up to do it uh, a week ago or whatever, I was like, oh, cool. I get to go in and fire up my little space station and, yes. and do all <laughs> that. So yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is pretty crazy how podcasts have just become the medium. Um, and it's, I, I love it. I, I run. And so I listen to podcasts while I run. Um, I listen to a lot of like true crime podcasts, actually. That's, that's one of the things that really like holds my interest and distracts me from running. So, yeah. um, so that's been really great. What, what podcasts do you, what are your go-to so my, my go-to podcasts are mostly comedy ones. Um, I like comedians. Uh, so many comedians have podcasts. I, I like uh, Tom Segura's uh, Your Mom's House and his one with Burt Kreischer, which is uh, uh, Two Bears, One Cave. Uh, Chris D'Elia, congratulations. You know, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino have bad friends. There's so many. I love I, – I, I, I'm I'm more of a fan of watching them on YouTube. I like the video and audio for podcasts uh, instead of just audio. Me too. Uh, 
yeah, I like to be able to watch it. Um, I'm the same way. Like I, there's something about the visual that I really, I really enjoy. Even if it's like this, just watching two people chat with each other, it's there's a, it adds another dynamic to it. Yeah. Why? Why is it so fascinating to sit and sit and listen to two? Something. Some. Most of the time, it's two strangers talk about. Well, I guess it's because of the topic you love. But yes, it's fun to just watch people chop it up. I love doing it. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, and let's definitely talk about another thing that happened during the pandemic that was a super positive in in your life. And I was like psyched to see it. You started an apparel company. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Take Back Brand. And the whole kind of idea behind it. I'm actually, this is uh, one of the items here. Oh, nice. So I figured I'd shamelessly plug. plug Do myself. that. Yes. But uh <laughs> Yeah, it's the whole idea behind it is uh, sort of like take take back your life. Um, we want to promote a message of, you know, you know, nothing is just going to fall into your lap. You have to you have to choose to, you know, whether you want it or not. It's it's not just going to magically appear. You have to go get it. So take it back. You know what I mean? Like what, what I went through with our accident, um, I chose not to wallow in my own self-pity and not to, you know, um, not, not to be negative about it. Instead, I wanted to, you know, the, the other side of the coin was, was taking it head on and, and uh, making something bigger out of it and more positive out of it. And that's what I strived to do. And that's kind of the message I want to put out there for that's, that's the way I think. And I think it, it helps a lot of people and, mm -hmm. Uh, it can motivate and inspire people to maybe try and think the same way. Cause in my opinion, it is a choice, you know, the, that kind of thing is, is we're all in control of our own paths in life, you know, whether life throws curveballs at you or not, how you handle it is, is everything. So that's sort of the idea about it. And my buddy, my best friend I've, I've known since I was three years old, uh, he does it with me and, um, you know, he was, uh, he's a veteran and he was injured in combat. And, uh, I watched him sort of kick life's ass after it threw him a curveball as well. Mm -hmm. so he inspired, we inspire each other and sort of think the same way. So that's, and we also like, you know, we, we like, uh, streetwear fashion and stuff. We're both nerds about, we have, we both have way too many pairs of like sneakers and, you know, stuff like yep. that. So, so we we're kind of <laughs> blending those worlds, you know? I love that. I, I absolutely love it. And the message behind what you're doing is just so important too. It's yeah, just, definitely. I think so. Too. It's incredible. Um, and that it's your best friend from childhood. Like how, yeah. how cool is that? And you know, that you've both overcome so much. Um, it's really a tough situation for veterans, especially returning, you know, um, retiring and finding the world different than, then you left it and adjusting to all of those things. And I think that's amazing. Yep. He, he definitely, you know, he, he showed me what it's like to be tough, you know, and it made me want to be tough. I don't want to, I don't want to let something defeat me. I want, I want something to end for me on because I say it, it ends not, not because of something, no matter what it is, you know, like that's just, that's just my attitude. I don't know where it came from, but I'm, I'm thankful I have that I've had that attitude and outlook in life, you know? Absolutely. And that'll, that will take you through. It will carry you through anything that comes your way. Absolutely. If you have that, 
that's like the foundation for success and, you know, overcoming pretty much anything. So um, we'll, we'll put a link so that people can check out um, the apparel, but it's so, it's so great. And I love the bright colors and everything. And you have, you know, sometimes your hair matches your, your shirt and there we go. Yeah. <laughs> It's sort of, so great. I've, I've really, really leaned into this, like uh, this neon yellow, this uh, neon yellow green, like tennis ball looking. And that's just like, I don't know, to me, that bright of a color kind of reflects how bright you could, you know, make your own future. You know, you can, uh, it's sort of like a symbol of, you know, daring to, to be the, the, the most bold, you know, it's sort mm -hmm. of, sort of works, works in line with it. So, and I just, I, I admittedly just love that color. I have so many friends that are like, dude, that shit's way too bright. I'm like, nah. <laughs> blind with it. I want to see it. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect. It's different too. It's fun, so like, it's fun too. Yeah. 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 And you have like, you know, clothes that match your hair and your shoes. I saw your, um, you created some like Nike shoes, not too far back that were, <laughs> That were that color. I just think of it as like your signature color. So that's, my, that's, that's definitely my brand. I think. Yeah, exactly. I love I it. Yeah. So it's, it's fantastic. It's fun. Um, so so and you so you mentioned that you've played some shows recently, and I love I've loved the you know kind of keeping up with you on Instagram, um, seeing what you and the band are doing, and it must have felt so good. Um, you know, we'll talk about like the band's comeback and everything, but coming out of the pandemic playing some shows after so long. How did it feel? Did it feel different than before? Um, it's really, really complicated because, you know, what we went through, it took years for us to recover and, and play that. Our, our main goal after our accident was to play at least one more show and then just see how it goes after. And mm -hmm. we did that in July of 2019. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden the next year we get slapped with the global pandemic. Right. And that puts pause on it again. What we just went through, we went through it, came back, got the taste of like being on stage again to being on pause again. Right. Back. So it's, it's almost like that first show back, which was August 28th in Worcester at Palladium was, uh, it was almost like re anxiety. <laughs> like, yeah, I can imagine like, that. Yeah. It was like, it was like going through the big comeback again. <laughs> yeah. Cause we had some shows planned for 2020. All, all these shows actually that we played this year were supposed to happen in 2020. So it wouldn't have been nearly as long of a break, you know, mm -hmm. but just like that first comeback show in Los Angeles, the first one this year, as soon as, we played our first song. I was just right back on that bike. It's amazing. Just right back on it. The anxiety just went away and I was just smiling so big the whole time. Even if, even if I played sloppy, I didn't care. Like we had pyro and confetti and just all this <laughs> crazy, like, you know, stuff that like you see your favorite big bands and concert have that I never thought, you know, the ghost inside would be able to accomplish, but that's what we're doing now. And I'm just so grateful. And it's been such a, the last few weeks have been crazy. And, uh, you know, one of the coolest things about it <clears throat> is they were all for us personally, sort of like fly dates. So flew in a week before rehearsed, played Worcester, flew home, chilled for a week, flew to Maryland to practice at our guitar player's studio, 
drove to North Carolina, drove to Virginia to play a show there, flew to Cincinnati, flew back home, had a week off, flew out to Chicago, flew back. Like, and it was crazy. It's the most traveling I've done since we were on tour consistently, but mm-hmm. also, you know, felt the felt so normal to me. Like sitting backstage, being on tour, playing more than just one show within a month. Like mm-hmm. You know, it felt it driving and driving in a van with with the, with my with my band to a show, it felt so normal and so like I don't know. It was just really cool to have that feeling of being on tour again. You know? Yeah, like a like a little bit of normalcy. Right. After so much not. Yeah, and that was the first I've felt like that since we were on tour since since that bus wreck. So that's amazing, yeah, and it was crazy. You you've talked a little bit about the um about the bus crash, but we'll we'll touch on that a little bit because that really kind of it well it changed a lot it changed a lot and that was that was 2015, yep. um, and you were in a, a pretty pretty serious and and scary bus crash that you and you were seriously injured. Um, I remember when that happened. I remember hearing about that, and um, of course, you know, hearing your name and immediate like panic and worry. And I do remember the first time, the first conversation we had after the accident, where you said, "You know, I I, I want to let you know it's not public knowledge, but I lost my leg." And the way that you get, you know, you, the way that you delivered that news and the positivity that I could just hear in your voice, you're like, it's, it's I'm going to come back. I'm going to keep playing and the band's going to get, you know, back, um, together and we're just going to keep going and it's going to, it's going to be okay. Um, and I, it was amazing. Like, I felt like, like you were reassuring me instead of the opposite, you know, which is how you are. That's so your personality. Um, and we had this really great conversation about, um, you know, other drummers who have actually lost limbs and come back and played and, you know, continued on in their in their career. And you were like, yeah, the, that's my my motivation and going to get back there. And so like all along the way, every step along the way, you just amazed me. And I think everybody else like your your comeback was incredible to watch. And I know going through it, um, it was it was really tough. And, and I know you had tough moments, but you, you were just amazing. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, like that conversation we had where I, where you said like, you know, I was reassuring you, you know, I, sometimes I think, cause a lot of people have told me that same thing. And sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe that was like just a defense mechanism at the mm-hmm. time was, was, was like, but even if so, guess what? It tricked my brain into making it yeah. happen. Cause look, it, it fucking happened. Like, yeah. It even, did. Even if at the time I was just saying that as a as a defense mechanism, like I, I I convinced myself that it's possible, and with the help from many people, it 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 became possible. So that also helped me keep that that positive attitude throughout the whole process. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do, you know, I, I always in those moments kind of like tend to go into mom mode. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just remember being like, okay, you know, I'm going to connect you with so-and-so and you know that like, but you were just, you were like, yeah, I'm good. Like it's, it's that, that's wonderful. But like, I just remember you saying, 
can you send some low volume symbols? Like that's that's yep. really what I need because you were playing like during your physical therapy, right? You were playing like at the hospital and needed some quiet, yeah. quiet yeah. instruments. Yeah. So like crazy enough, my when I the accident happened in El Paso, and then after a month in that hospital, I was flown back to near near where I live in Grand Rapids, and my doctor there was a drummer. Mm -hmm. Out of all things, he was a drummer, so he completely understood where I, what I needed to do. And he, he, that guy just like ran shit up there and he's like, yep, we're going to, I'm going to get a room in this hallway, mm -hmm. like a broom closet, but it was big. He's like, you can, we, we can put a kit in there for you. And when you're done with your, when you're with your, your inpatient physical therapy, if you want, you can go, you can go play drums. So Re-familiarize with it. Yeah. So like I had all, I had this crazy support system between, my doctors and, and my physical therapists at the hospital and my family, my friends and the fans of the ghost inside just constantly like, we're here with you. We're fighting with you. Like you, like you're going to do it. Like it was just crazy, overwhelming. Our, our label, our management, there's so many people that like, I, I, I felt like I owed it to ev all of those people to, to make it work, which is another thing that played into Mm -hmm. we're coming back we're gonna make it happen there's it's just absolutely insane and, and yeah the the drum kit was set up in this like broom closet and I, and I would um you know I was discharged and I went home and I recovered at my family's house but I would drive or get driven for like two years three times a week to the to the physical therapy clinic wow I guess and I would I would do three hours of two or three hours of physical therapy. And then I would just go up to that room, play drums for some days, 20 minutes, some days, an hour and a half. And I, I used the quiet, the quiet symbols and this just kind of like uh bare bones kit that SJC sent me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was able to kind of get excited about drums again, which led to the device that my dad built for me. So. Yeah. Oh, so that was going to be the next thing that I was going to ask because I've seen pictures of your setup um, and just like, cause you're playing, you don't, you wouldn't hear a difference whatsoever. Um, but you can see the device that you have. Can you talk about that a little bit? Cause it's so incredibly interesting. Yeah. So at first, you know, I, I thought that I would be able to either play with my, I'm an above knee amputee. So mm -hmm. I only have a little bit of limb down there and a prosthetic leg above the knee has what's called a socket. And it's basically uh, a thigh shaped kind of like bucket that your limb goes in and attached to that is a, is a knee, mm -hmm. uh, a mechanical knee or a, a prosthetic knee that bends and this and that. I thought I'd play with that and make that work or with doctors help develop one with that. My dad right off the bat was like, no, you need, you don't need to play with a prosthetic. He's like, I think you will be able to play better if you had a device that you could just play with your free limb. And mm -hmm. he dreamt this thing up in my hospital in El Paso and like drew it on like a napkin. And it was just this, like, he like drew my double pedals. And then on the right one, he drew this like bar attached to it that comes up to about my snare drum height mm -hmm. with another pedal that he made. And it's like attached to this four-legged thing with a bait. And he's like, this is how you'll be able to play without, because 
he, that was that was his original idea and i was like okay well you know at the time i was like well, that's crazy whatever yeah <laughs> i was like i want to see if these doctors can help and if this if this prosthetic thing works and then over time playing with a prosthetic on you know it, it became a, a such a frustrating thing with like you know having the the prosthetic weighs like 15 20 pounds mm -hmm. having to lift that and hit it and the ghost inside is like very fast double bass yeah. Uh, a lot of complex like triplet fills on the kick and stuff that just made it like it just discouraged me so much and i got mm -hmm. into this where i was like ah drums suck i don't want to do this anymore and my dad was like no and he just went and made this idea he dreamt up and i used it and i was like oh my god this is so much this is so much better i have like so much more control i can hit harder and it just from there it was all downhill and we had my mom came up with the name the hammer for it so we call it the, ha the hammer and uh there's probably been 13 different iterations of it and you know my dad just in the garage he's retired now he just he just makes them and i try them and i'm like can you do this with it we make adjustments together and that with triggers uh, it, it it allowed me to be able to play at the level i was playing before actually mm -hmm. more you know even even further you know with the side shows we've been playing but it allowed me to at least be able to play the songs at the level uh, close to the level i was when i had my leg before the accident um, wow that's that's amazing and is your dad like you know so you said he's retired but was he like some kind of engineer or nope. no he's just a he's a blue collar worked at gm for 45 years handyman I love it. He love he's he, he woodworking is his passion, main passion. He's always liked to make things. He's made some crazy shit for my mom and and family over the years that he's just he just has ideas. He's an ideas guy and he just does it. So That's so incredible. Yeah. I and I just I love the support. Um like you mentioned from your family and from the fans and all of that, but it's just it's amazing. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's overwhelming, honestly, it's so overwhelming. I mean, one of the things I remember happening in the hospital was I was on Instagram and Epitaph, our label, they just posted this thing that was like, um, you know, we're, we're no longer going to be recouping any finances or royalties from the ghost inside from album sales, all, all album sales go directly to the band. And I just like broke down in tears. What label do has done that? Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen, right? I just meant so much, and I just like broke down into tears. Like, I thought there were there were a lot of overwhelming support moments that happened like that throughout the whole journey, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I just I love that you're you know you guys did you played the comeback show, and that yes things were delayed in 2020, but you're back and touring and back together and. Um, you know, playing, like you said, better than ever to bigger crowds than ever with confetti and Cairo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. great. It's like the best, the best comeback. It really, um, is. it really is wild. And it's something that like, for the last, you know, six years, I've been so hyper-focused on, on just, just the comeback and, and making it happen that I don't ever sit back and think of how insane it is. Yeah. Uh, being uh, like trying to be on the outside and look in like it's a crazy story and it and we I'm just proud of of us that we've accomplished it and I mean it's just it's it's insane. 
It's huge. It's in inspiring. Yeah. Should be a movie. It really could be. <laughs> right? They could, they could, yeah. Yeah. The story is still being written, so. For sure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and along those lines, too, you, you did release in 2020 a live um, album from that comeback show. Is that Actually, right? We released, well, we released a new record in 2020, and then the live record we released this year. I okay, we, okay, that's right. Yes. So, yeah, we released the new live record. I think it was around the anniversary, the one-year or two-year anniversary of that show. So that's that's out on all the all the platforms now, and we have some other stuff in the works for for that as well. We had the whole Shrine show, the the big first comeback show, professionally filmed, uh, multiple angles, and uh, we got we did a live stream of it on on the anniversary of that show, and it was really really cool. We we all got together in Vegas and like gotten we went like rented out a, a place and watched it on the, on a big screen and. It was cool. And uh, we have some more stuff, uh, some more cool, exciting stuff involving that uh, coming soon. So, Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Everyone will uh, be on the lookout for that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it is weird, like just thinking about time frames with the albums coming out and trying to remember. It feels like 2021 hasn't really, you know, we're like nearing the end of the year, but it hasn't really had its due because it kind of feels like this extension of 2020 in this weird alternate reality that we're all living in. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little crazy, a crazy time to be alive. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But we're, we're making it through and yeah. you know, the, that positive attitude is a big part of it, I think. So for sure. Yeah. It's, it's essential. It's things are crazy out there. Like in, in, in media and social media and it's, and, and it, you can get lost and just, just dark and negativity and it's not going to help anything, you know? No, definitely not. And I think I, you know, just mentioning social media that your posts are so funny and uplifting. And I love when you do your little like comedy skit posts on Instagram because it's so I good. I can't help it. Sometimes I just get these stupid ideas in my head and I'm like, oh, I'll put myself out there and just <laughs> sometimes you I don't look at them. I'm like, I'm an idiot. No. <laughs> It's keep fun, doing though. it. Keep doing yeah. it. You're entertaining us. And, and it's, yeah. that's what we all need. We need, you know, the the humor. Um, yeah. And it makes sense that that your podcast go to's are in the comedy realm because yeah. Yeah. it's right. Yeah. So it's always been that's it's kind of something on my bucket list one day. I want I would like to try and do stand up or something. I always wanted to I always wanted to get into like some form of acting like voice acting. I, I'm, I, I can do a lot of voices and impressions and and uh, I, I have like a lot of characters and I just, I would like to do some sort of sketch comedy or stand up or something one day. I love that so much. I, I want to put you on the spot and ask you to do an impression, but I, I don't want to do that to you. I don't know what I would do. If you, <laughs> there's so many. Yeah. I mean, they, there's, there's so much better if they just come out naturally. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I like, agree. I think, I think moving to Vegas, there could be some opportunity, you know, out there for, yeah stuff so we'll see you know if i absolutely yeah it might be fun to do one day you should totally totally do it even if you go to like um open mic night or something exactly. like that put put yourself out there yeah um 
I have, I've always, I've thought about doing that same thing. I think about these things that I think are hysterical and then I'm like, hmm, yeah. I don't know if anyone else would think that's funny though. That's the thing is I always, am like, is this only funny to me and my dumb friends or like, yeah, like funny to the general population? To the masses. I think, I think, it, I think you're funny to the masses. I have <laughs> I, full faith in that for sure. Yeah, do that, do that. And then also like things are like we talked about with remote, you know, you could do voiceover work from anywhere, really. Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah, you could do it. I could, I have the utensils to do it right here. Yeah, but absolutely. Just gotta, gotta meet someone, kind of get the in, you know, but we'll yes, see. I think it'd be fun. I think it would be fun too. And I think you'd be, you'd be great at it. Um, and speaking of things that you do from your home, you also like not just drums, but you do a lot of uh, recording on other instruments and like making music and in different like genres too. So that's been fun to watch as well. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Um, I've, I've, uh, I have my own sort of like heavy solo instrumental project called One Decade that I really, I, I use that as uh, I needed to get music out of my brain and in like formatted into physical audio somehow during the recovery process i was mm -hmm. going nuts and i just had all these like riffs in my head so i just started doing it and uh so there, i have that um you know I, i'm really into that like resurgence of like 80s synth wave retro wave and stuff like that so um i mean i've been really into that for the past few years and i've been making music of my own in that kind of world and genre and that's amazing and then also Earlier this year, I I just got I, pop punk just struck a nerve in me, and I just wrote like a pop punk EP uh, just out of nowhere in like a week. And I've just been getting all my buddies, some cool singers, to like sing on it. And I'm just trying to kind of like finalize that stuff and release that. But yeah, I uh, I do all of those projects I do here myself, and uh, I write it and mix it and master it and all that, and that's it's hard. It's hard to do, you know, I, I, I'm the type of person where I'll, I'll mix something and then I'll be like, no, nah, it sucks. This isn't good enough. And I'm never happy. And then I'm just like, just put it out. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And I don't know. That's just part of the process, but I, I love doing it. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely always been something that's been in since I was really young. I, I started making my own music on like, uh, this program called Fruity Loops when I was in like high school. Wow. And that's, that's when I, that's how I kind of just like learned and taught myself how to like program drums. And then from there, I just watch YouTube videos and, and look up podcasts sometimes about like how to do this and that with production and engineering stuff. And mm -hmm. it's fun. I, I absolutely love, I just like, it's probably, I probably get that from my dad. You know, he likes creating things and making things. I do the same. I, I get the same fulfillment out of it. Like, when I, when I create, when I finish a song and listen back to it, I'm like, I, I made this, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, that's so great. And I know it's, it's one of the things about being a creative person is that um, you're putting yourself into what you're doing and it's hard to put that out there and, you know, like let it uh, stand on its own for someone else to judge if it's good or not, you know? Yeah. So I, I give you all the credit. Um, I love the 80s stuff. I 
you know, I'm a child of the 80s. So that like speaks to me 100%. And I love that it's making a comeback. So I love um, it so much. I, I, and it's just getting more and more popular. And it just makes me so happy because I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of most of what's mainstream in, in music these days. It just mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for me. So I like that we have our, our, our synth wave and our, you know, pop punk starting to be kind of, kind of become cool again as well. Mm-hmm. And more mainstream so it's just cool to see all that stuff unfold but yeah the synthwave stuff is i that's all i listen to it's so great and it, and everything kind of comes back right like yeah, yeah. it's always a it's always cyclical i think and yeah, just like think, fashion music comes back yeah i think they call it it's literally called like a 20 year every 20 years like you know now stuff from the 90s are coming back like fashion stuff from the 90s like yeah you know, even even our clothing brand, we're nerds about like '90s Nike sports apparel and like how the bright neon, weird, abstract designs. We are obsessed with that stuff, and now you're seeing tons of it. It's like the hottest stuff right now. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it too. It's so good. Um, and you know, neon colors that was just like so big, and it disappeared for a little while. But like, you can't look at a neon anything that's neon and not smile about it. Like yeah. it's just party. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's just happiness in a color. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, It's so good. Um, so other things that you're interested in, and this is one of the things that we bonded about when we first met, um, first started chatting in the world of the music industry, but horror movies and all of that. Halloween's coming up. So I just, I have to bring up, I saw a trailer for the latest Halloween movie. Can't have wait. you seen that? I can't wait either. <laughs> I can't. Well, what did you think about the the newest Halloween, the one that came out in 2018? Um, I mean, I'm I'm a real like traditionalist when it comes to horror movies. Like, I like I like when it follows that like path of what is supposed to happen in a horror movie. Um, which is, you know, there's just there are just these like rules that that are followed. You always go down this the basement stairs in the dark with yeah. the light flickering. You always run toward the scream that comes from the forest, you know, you like yeah. all, all the tropes and yeah. Yes. Yeah, you always like look down into the deep dark water. Um <laughs> yep. and and like the and and the bad guy always escapes. Like that's what happens in these and then there's a sequel. Like that's just what happens. So um, I mean, I liked it just because I'm just a huge fan of the franchise, but I also feel like, like, I don't know if, if anyone out there saw this trailer that we're referencing, but Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And like, she looks her age, which I love. Like there's, you know, she, she and so like, to me, I'm like, this woman who's like lived this life in this franchise, um, is coming back as like her age in real life to like fight, fight again. And I mean, how many times does she have to kill Michael Myers? I don't know. Yeah. I love that they disregarded literally every single movie and just kept it in the universe of just the first original film, which is my favorite movie of any genre of all time. Oh my gosh. Yes. My favorite. So I think it's really cool that they did that. And I absolutely loved the movie. And I love, how, honestly, I, I think if John Carper, Carpenter hadn't scored it, 
it wouldn't have been as good. But it had yeah. it had John Carpenter's choice of melody with the synth stuff. Mm-hmm. Made it like oh, when I, oh my god, I got like so I got chills when like certain parts of the music hit, and I was like, this is perfect. I'm so, I love it so much. Um, I'm actually gonna watch it tonight to get excited for the next one. To get but, ready. Yeah, the the new one looks amazing as well, and I'm really excited to see it and see how the third one goes in a couple of years when they release that and like how they kind of tie off the whole trilogy. But yeah, I think it's gonna. They're they're doing great, and the trailer for the new one looks amazing. So yes, I'm so it really excited. does. There's there's a lot of good horror movie. There's some good stuff coming out in October. Um, one of my favorite. I'm a sucker for like found footage movies, like Blair Witch mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. There's this one um, franchise called VHS. Have you ever seen those movies? No, I haven't. They're create. They're it's like so. It's done found footage style, uh, and it's like these people looking at these VHS tapes that they found, and they all have like really fucked up shit and murders and stuff on them, and the, and each tape is directed by a different person, mm-hmm. like in in the in the movie industry. And um, there's three of those. There's a new one coming out. I think next week, October 6th. And that's the first one since 2014. So I'm really excited for that. There's a new paranormal activity coming out. Oh yeah. I was just going to reference that movie. Cause that's like right up, right. Exactly what you're talking about. But I have to say though, if you're a parent and you have like the video uh, baby monitors, that movie is extra scary. Those, that yeah. those movies are extra scary because you live that life like daily looking oh, in the monitor going like, Oh my God. What if, what is good? You know, it's just, it's frightening, but yes. Why is my child talking to the wall right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're looking at the monitor, just expecting something to, to uh, jump out at you. But yeah, that's what the movies do to us. But I mean, yeah, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of hard or uh, hardcore, a lot of horror elitists will, you know, talk all their shit about paranormal activity, but I don't care. I all, I like pretty much all of those movies. I'm, I'm a big fan of, and, I don't know. I just like the found footage stuff too. Um, but I think like eighties and nineties slashers are my favorite, you know? Yeah. Michael Myers, Freddie, Jason, yeah. you know, scream. Uh, Friday I, the 13th. I, yeah. 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 I, and, and, and I'm just, it, now, as soon as it hit fall the other day, I was like, pumpkins, <laughs> ghosts, knives. I was like, and I, I've just been, every night I've just been watching I was like, I'm gonna put a horror movie on and just um, I, I go, I go pretty hard the whole month of October where I'm just. Yeah, just, it's the season. I had to, you know, I just had to bring it up because it's like we're right in the middle of it, and I'm right there with you. I love the fall, the well, the weather, um, being in in this area and just yep, yep. you know the leaves changing and um, it just it like lends itself to perfect horror movie watching. It really um, and I have, uh, what do you think about the American Horror Story series on, on TV? So uh, I'm a huge fan and um, mm-hmm. I've been watching the new one. Uh, yes. I, I, I like that they're, I like that. So next week starts the new, the different, they're in like the desert or whatever, you know? Yes. I, I yeah. Mean, it's like the double feature. This Double this feature. So, yeah. And they just finished the six episodes of the first one, which was Red Tide. I thought it was, I, I, I went into it going, oh, this looks kind of, uh, I was surprised. Yes, I thought it was kind of kind of fucking cool and original. Uh, the way I they, agree, the, the pale people, you know, like I just I don't know. I was surprised by it. I think it's cool. I really love American Horror Story. 
Yeah. Yes, me too. And this this um, first part of this double feature takes place in Provincetown, which, right. of course, you know, in Massachusetts. So yep. watching it, it's like extra creepy. Yeah, <laughs> so, you, it probably hits home to you more. Yeah. Yeah. But the premise of it is so good. It's yeah, just it's, so, it's so cool. good. And yeah. And the creepy little girl just really makes it. She's a great actress. Uh, she's a great actress, but I like hate her. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her character. Her character. That's Not her. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, really. I know. It's it's one of those situations where I'm like, oh, my gosh. You oh, know, I just yeah. creepy. So yeah, creepy. The, the next one, it has to do with like aliens, I guess, which that's cool. Like they've never I don't think American Horror Story only in one season ever kind of like hinted at alien stuff and that was the third mm -hmm. there was like tiny little bit of alien reference on like a side story of coven other yes. than that, other than that like yeah this it, i'm excited for it um what's what's your favorite season of american horror story um you know i really really loved the first season oh, i really class. yeah yeah it was so good and you know so like original and i just i just thought it was so creepy <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably the best probably the reigning king i would say of of yeah but i my favorite season is probably unpopular opinion my favorite season is i believe it's five hotel oh yeah i absolutely loved that season so much it was that was so good and it was it was like extra creepy for people who find themselves like you know travel for for work or for for tour um yeah. like we do and find ourselves sometimes in a hotel that's like a little bit um less than normal feeling <laughs> like a really old one we stayed yeah. we, we once stayed in one in corpus christi that looked and felt exactly like that hotel wow just and i was i didn't sleep i was like this is just this place is creepy it's haunted yeah but yeah like i don't know something about that season just really and lady gaga like just kills it in it yes it's, well that's the it's fun easy. that's the fun part about this show i think is like not only the actors and actresses coming back in new roles and they're all so incredible Such at good acting their it's craft crazy. yeah right it's incredible yeah. but then also the guests like macaulay culkin on this season macaulay was so good yeah incredible yeah he was so good oh man yeah. Uh, yeah. That was cool to see. I agree. Not to turn this into a horror movie podcast, but we had to touch on this stuff. We oh. have to. It's yeah. just <laughs> and it's part of our history too. So yeah. yeah. And it's and it's getting to be that time of year. So exactly. I'll, feels... I'll be I'll be here for another two hours and forty five minutes talking about it. If we well we'll going. maybe we'll do a part two and it'll just be like horror movie discussions. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. I am I am the friend that people go to excuse me, the people go to, to ask like, you know, what's the, what, what horror movie should I watch or what's okay for my kids at what age, like that, that kind of thing. And oh, yeah. I actually, that question's funny to me because I grew up just watching, watching horror movies, like as a child, as a, as a, as a young child. And, um, you know, I am the opposite in that when it comes to children now, I'm like, Oh no, like don't, yeah. don't, <laughs> Don't watch that, you know. Yeah. But then again, like, hey, I turned out, I think, okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, for me, I was born October thirtieth, nineteen eighty-seven. So I, I, I'm, I was destined to be 
you know, obsessed with Halloween and that time of year. I get excited as a kid growing up, you get excited because October means my birthday's coming. And not only did I get presents the next day, I got to go trick or treating. So, and, and I, and I grew up as a child, like watching Halloween and Friday the 13th and like, uh, it never scared me. It did, but it more so I liked like the rush, like the excitement of being scared. It was like fun to be scared and where mm -hmm. I, where I lived at the time and probably just all those things I just explained about like being my birthday month, helped mm -hmm. fell in love with it. And I've just always been, it's always been my number one favorite genre and time. I love it. That's the one thing I'll miss when I move to Vegas. If there's one thing I'll miss, it's just this season. Michigan yeah. fall. Michigan fall is gorgeous, just like it is in Massachusetts. Like it's it's unbeatable. Great weather. You know, everyone always talks about you know the foliage and and uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah, that might have to be that might you might have to do like an annual trip yeah. home for your birthday slash yeah you know Halloween and yeah, and I have to yeah you have to <laughs> do I'll it. it. I'll miss it. Yeah. I love it. And and bringing it back to the music too. One of the and you you touched on this a little bit with John Carpenter, but one of the best things about that genre of music is I mean, the genre of movie is how the music makes or breaks the movie. 100%. Imagine watching Halloween with no music. Mhm. Mm yeah, no. It would suck. It would. Any movie, the 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 music, the score and and the the ambience and suspense is what makes um, I probably any movie, but especially horror movies. Like hearing those creepy, haunting John Carpenter melodies when you're mm -hmm. seeing like a silhouette of Michael Myers down the street. It's just like, oh, yeah. It's just it. It's essential. You got to have that that music with it, or else it doesn't work. I agree totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. And um, you know, speaking of music, I don't want to end without talking about what you have coming up. So you mentioned that there are some fun things on the horizon that I'm sure you'll be able to talk about soon musically, but also you guys have some tour dates booked for 2022 in Europe and yep. super exciting download festival. Oh yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so coming up uh, sometime in October, we're going to be filming a music video for a song. I'm not going to say which one, but there will okay. be a new song music video coming soon. And then uh, so far, all we have um, set in stone for next year is summertime in Europe. And we're playing Download. We're playing, I believe it's the first day where Kiss is headlining. Wow. And, yeah. So that, and you know, what's really weird actually is I was talking to um, my guys about this and the last show before the accident that we played overseas in, in Europe mm -hmm. was Download. UK with Kiss headlining. Oh my goodness. The first show we will play back in Europe after the accident is download with Kiss headlining. Wow. That's like a full circle yeah, moment how, there. How, how weird is that? Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh that's gonna be insane. Um we we are able to play one of the stages we're headlining it, and um it's just gonna be I think it's gonna be so insane since we haven't been over there in so long we've done it mm -hmm. in the u.s and it's amazing and, and it's crazy but like europe is also a different beast you know we're playing germany with full force festival after that we're headlining that one it's going to be crazy it is That's awesome crazy because i think i feel like germany might be the ghost inside's like best market as far as like 
uh, turnouts and the numbers we do and just like how dedicated the fans are mm-hmm. it's between us and, and germany but uh it's just gonna be nuts we so we have those uh we have one other one i forget where how many do we have i think three i think we have three next summer in europe so we're actually gonna go over there and just kind of stay for a, a few weeks um that's great so it'll be also really cool, which I'm excited about. The, the, one of the things I'm most excited about is, you know, I, I've toured in Europe 30 times. I've been, I've done full Europe tours I, more times than I can count. And, and I've gone and done touristy sightseeing stuff, but not like I'm going to be able to do next summer. You know, we're going to have a show and then I'll have a week off to go do whatever I want. Not have to worry about being to a venue on time or like mm-hmm. leave the next day for this. I can like hang out in belgium or wherever we're at you know and, and actually go just uh do the touristy stuff and it's something yeah. I'm, I'm gonna absolutely do because i i don't know when i'll be back and before the accident i i had this kind of sense of sort of this attitude of like oh we tour europe all the time i'll be right back and then look what mm-hmm. happened we almost died so i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pass up on on going and seeing the sites while we're in europe so that's really exciting that's wonderful. And I am excited for you. And I, I love that attitude of go and do it 100%. You just, you never know what tomorrow has in store. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's amazing what you can see when you check out the world. And I know it's hard being on tour because you are like rushing to get to the next venue and, you know, attempting to get sleep sometimes. And yeah, yeah a lot of times it's it's hard. Just, you're just, you're just kind of exhausted and you're like, ah, I just, stay at the venue or oh, I want a nap or whatever. But I, you know, I did, I did try and see as much as I could, could. And I, and I'm thankful and grateful for every site I've seen and every, all the traveling I've been able to do. I mean, I've seen over 40 countries and, but, but it's just, like I said, it's just going to be, it's going to be special to sort of be able to have like a week to just hang out in these, in these countries and, in these cool cities, you know? So, yes. Absolutely. Exciting stuff. That's all we got planned as of now. Maybe some more stuff will come up next year uh, in 2022. Mm-hmm. Kind of see the the way, where we're at as a band right now is um, I don't think you'll ever see the Ghost Inside on like a 30-day full U.S. playing every night in a different city. I don't think uh, after the shows we've played, our bodies can handle that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we need a day or two off in between. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I don't know how everyone else in the band sort of feels about jumping back on a bus. Some people are like, okay, I think maybe some people might be a little hesitant. So we'll cross that bridge when the time comes. Maybe there will be some sort of of tour. But mm-hmm. as, as of right now, we're just going to play kind of festivals and one-off performances when it makes sense um, for us to do, you know? Mm-hmm. That, Kind of what, and, and we're happy to do even that. You know, we thought we weren't going to ever do it again. So if that's all we can do or handle, like, yeah, sign me up. But we'll see. Yes. You, never, you never know what's going to happen in the future. So that's, I mean, that's totally understandable. And I think that um, the fans out there are happy for any chance to get to see you guys play in any in any aspect. So um, yeah. it's wonderful that you guys are back out and doing um doing some touring and you know getting to play those festivals again i'm psyched for you yeah it's like i said it's just something that 
was so uncertain for so long and mm -hmm. being up on stage, even just this last month, there were times where I like blanked out just like, I can't believe that we're doing it. I can't believe it. It's just like, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I'm excited for everything you have coming up. I can't wait to hear about you getting into the new house and um and the news that you have and then seeing you back out there i'm sure i'll i'll uh, have the chance to see you in person at some point soon enough yeah absolutely i hope i hope sooner than later it's been it's been good catching up and yes but, uh, we'll absolutely have to, uh, we'll have to sort of reconnect after we've both seen the new halloween and, and have a discussion we will do that on our thoughts <laughs> we will do that i can't wait i'm looking forward to that for sure yep. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. It's been wonderful chatting with you and enjoy your birthday month coming up and um, and all the things that go along with it. And we will catch up soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. It's been good to catch up with you. Absolutely. Take care. Yep. You too. Bye. Yep. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.